out wandering along a path in a field in Kentucky. <laughs> and the morning fog and mist rolling through and the trees and, you know, just encountering the various animals and that experience for him of just being in the presence of God, experiencing something beautiful, recognizing, you know, God's creative power and ability, and then finding his place in that world. I feel like that's a beautiful picture of wonder. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode of our um, Learning to Thrive podcast. We're on the faith skill of wonder. And today we're going to talk about specifically this, the practice of expression. Yeah. So, Pastor Brooks, what does it look like to reflect the glory of God, the beauty and the creativity mm. of God mm-hmm. through this idea of expression? What are we talking about when we say expression? Yeah, I think that's a great story that you opened with uh, from my Cosper's book. And it's something that I, I've thought about quite a, quite a bit, actually, in my studies of the Old Testament uh, one of the the first lines that you learn in the Old Testament is in the beginning God created created the very first verb mm-hmm. in the entire Bible that's attributed to God or anyone is created. Yeah. It's about creativity, and we think of God as creating the the stuff of of the world and our our water and plants and animals and all of those kinds of things and even human beings. Yeah. But I think if if we limit creativity to just the stuff of creation, we lose sight of that imagination that God had sure. when he created. So when we use the word creativity, we think of our imagination and creating new things and allowing what what God has kind of put inside of us mm-hmm. to find its way out and become this kind of new thing that God has inspired within us. And it it's interesting, the first verb with God is created. The first time we see the Spirit of God in the Old Testament yeah. is the Holy Spirit dwelling within these two individuals, Bezalel and Aholiab. Those are pretty awesome Old Testament names, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Bezalel and Aholiab <laughs> receives the Holy Spirit, and it's not expressed in any sort of manifestation that we see in the New Testament. The manifestation that they see is creativity. Interesting. That the Spirit comes upon them, and they are inspired to create beautiful things in the Ark of the Covenant, the tabernacle. Later, even we see beauty described in in the way that the temple and its furnishings are made. And all of these, I think, are reflection of of God's heart of creativity. That God didn't just create this stuff, but he created it in a beautiful and a meaningful and as something that we can look at and be inspired. We can look at yeah. and just say, wow, even though that's a human creation, it draws my eyes towards God. Okay, so immediately here, um, I, can, I can sense in the audience, we're going to have some people <laughs> who are immediately going to, you know, maybe they're already, maybe they already skipped this episode because they they're like, I'm not a creative person. <laughs> uh-huh. yep. I don't have that kind of, ability to, you know, think on my feet. I'm not really imaginative. Mm-hmm. I'm not a good artist yeah. or whatever. So yeah. as we're talking about creativity, 
using our imagination, mm-hmm. these kinds of mm-hmm. things. What do you say to those people, the few that are still listening to us here, but don't feel like this yeah. episode's maybe for them? Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that is what our expression is, right? God calls for us to express ourselves in worship to him. And, but we're, worship isn't just our voices or isn't just the way that we live our life, but worship has an abundance of ways that, that we can approach it. So when I was in middle school, actually, I would have been right with those people pushing the skip button on this podcast saying, I'm not a creative person. And that is until my art teacher tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, I've noticed something in you and I'd like for you to join this special art class. Can you do that for me? Do you know who, I didn't even know you know my name, my art teacher and me, like, we we didn't cross paths all that often, but he recognized something in me that I didn't see in myself, and he inspired me in a a way that I had no expectation of. Hmm. I never would have thought of myself as a creative person. I was really good at math and science and those kind of things that had, like, tangible end results, but he stabbed me and said, I need you to be in this special art class, whatever that is. And I ended up uh, creating this mural. One of our projects was to create a mural that could be used somewhere in the school. Lo and behold, my mural got chosen to be painted in the computer lab. And I looked around like, are you sure that you know who I am? I'm, (laughs) I'm not. The interesting thing is I went a number of years probably without thinking a creative thought, or so I thought, in my body. (laughs) But as I've become a pastor, I've recognized new ways that God has inspired that same sort of creativity in me. Sometimes it comes out in uh, in artistic kind of things and Mm -hmm. graphically. Sometimes it comes out in podcast form. Sometimes it comes out in unique ways that I can present an idea to children. There are all kinds of ways that creativity uh, is sparked within me for a person who wouldn't normally think of myself as a creative person. So there was this book uh, when I was in college that I read that was called Who Needs Theology? Kind of one of those introduction to theology questions. Uh, And the, the author of this book said basically... Everyone, everyone needs theology. Sure. Everyone is a theologian, and we'll talk about that in a, another episode. But the reason everyone is a theologian is because everyone thinks thoughts about God. Yeah. So the G.K. Same... Chesterton talks about that as well, mm-hmm. right? And C.S. Lewis, both of them yeah. say, you know, it, it's not that you don't have thoughts about God. Mm-hmm. You either have good thoughts about God or bad thoughts about God. <laughs> yeah. You're either right about this yeah. or you're wrong about yeah. this, but everybody does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think the same kind of thing is true of us as creative beings. Interesting. That if God is the ultimate creator, and he looked at me and said, I'm going to make that person in my own image, something deep inside of me, I think, has to be creative in some way. And I think it's actually my responsibility to be creative. Hmm. I think if we think of God as this ultimate creative being, that when we display acts of creativity, when we express ourselves in worship to God, and no matter what that looks like, I think that's a little glimpse of heaven being shown here 
on earth. That it's a reflection of our creator God, the goodness of God, the imagination of God, all of those wonderful characteristics that we worship God for. Mm -hmm. When we bring those through in our own life, that's a glimpse of heaven here on earth. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, I think that includes our creative expression. Fascinating. Uh, So I may not classify myself as a creative, but Mm -hmm. I have responsibility Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. be creative. Mm -hmm. Um, It may take some creativity (laughs) for me to figure out where in my life Mm -hmm. I am creative. But if I hear you correctly, what you're telling me is that all of us who were created in the image of God, which Mm -hmm. is all of us, all of us were created to be creative. Mm. That, That if we share in the identity and the image of God, part of what that means is that we share in his creative ability yeah. and responsibility. Yeah. I think that when it comes to the story of creation, you learn very quickly as you start diving into why did he do it this way and mm-hmm. not this way, um, that, that God felt this immense responsibility. Yeah. This responsibility to create and to create in such a way that was enjoyable, not just for him, but for us. Um, To create things that were beautiful, Mm -hmm. to create things that were imaginative. Mm -hmm. I mean, all you have to do is look at the animal kingdom (laughs) and you see very quickly that... Or us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Some of us more than others, right? No, just kidding. Um, But if if everybody is creative in that sense... Mm -hmm. Um, but God has expressed his creativity in so many different ways, then I would expect to see not this homogeneity in in humans where we're all creative in the same sort of way, Mm -hmm. but I would expect to see that we would be creative in a lot of variety of different ways. Is that what you see being the case? Oh, yeah, certainly. And I think when we think of art, it's... We might think of a a painting on a wall in a museum or a beautiful piece of music that really inspires us. But I think when you get down to it, art and creativity, what really moves us about those things is that they're expressing a deep truth that we know deep inside, right? Mm -hmm. We know in our core this is true, and it shows us a new angle of it, right? It helps us to see that truth from a different perspective. And so for us to kind of think that that all has to fit in one size fits all box kind of thing, that's not creativity at all. There's nothing imaginative about that at all. And uh, one of my professors in seminary used this line uh, fairly frequently about scripture that part of what we understand about scripture is scripture is art. Scripture Mm. is imaginative. Scripture is something that stirs our hearts and uh, makes us see the truths that we know from a different perspective. And the quote was this. It says, what was written with imagination must be read with imagination. Interesting. So if an author or an artist or whoever is creating something and they're using every imaginative bone in their body and I think I'm not creative, but I'm coming to view their art. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving it the 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 due that it deserves, right? Sure. Nothing's and, worse than uh, a beautiful work of fiction <laughs> being um, broken down or discussed by an analytic mind. Yeah. Right. Sure. <laughs> and and I'm I'm guilty yeah. of this 
far too many times, but mm-hmm. where we could destroy the beauty or the creativity, the imagination mm-hmm. um, within a piece. And I, I can admit to this of going to a museum and seeing a piece of art and just mm-hmm. saying, I don't get it, mm-hmm. which I, I think is probably more a reflection of, of myself, yeah, sure. right? Of just not understanding. Yeah. Um, not that the artist had no ability to mm-hmm. do what they were doing, mm-hmm. but that my ability to yeah. understand it probably yeah. was lacking. And I would say the flip side is also true. Nothing is worse for a beautiful piece of logic than for an artist who can't follow that train of thought to go, this isn't artistic <laughs> at all, right? Sure. And so I think... Where we sell our creativity short is when we think only an artist with a paintbrush or a musician with a microphone and Mm. a guitar can be artistic and say the analytic person can't be artistic. I think God has inspired both of those sides of our brains and both of those ways that we express ourselves uh, in unique ways. Um, and, And that's really what creativity and expression gets down to the core of. And it's it's not just, can I express myself in a kind of flowery way, but it's, can I use what God has put inside of me and express the beauty, the wonder of who God is through the gifts that he's given me? Yeah, so I... I know it's a joke sometimes. Uh-huh. Why is Christian music so bad? Um, or, you know, Christian movies, why uh-huh. are they so cheesy yeah. or something? Yeah. But if this is coming from God, yeah. do I have a responsibility as a Christian mm. to do this well? Mm. Yeah. To be creative to a certain mm-hmm. standard? Yeah, yeah I, I certainly think so. And I, I think if, if there's anybody who should be good at art and creativity, and expressing ourselves, and doing it in a pristine kind of manner, it should be Christians, right? Yeah. If God is the one who's inspiring us, God is the one who's giving us those gifts, God is the one who has has put it in motion for us, and we fail to act on that with the the proper responsibility, the proper understanding of of what God is desiring Mm -hmm. from us in those gifts— I, that's on us, I think, and that that's a yeah. failure for us. Now, that said, mm-hmm. for those people who would say, I, I'm not a creative, that's yeah. that's not me, I'm not someone who expresses myself in that way. And certainly couldn't do it to that kind of level, uh-huh. right? Yeah, certainly. Uh, that's no reason to not try, to not attempt to express ourselves in the ways that God has designed for us. So... We may feel inferior. We may feel like, I, if I can't do it at that level, I, maybe I shouldn't even try. But my responsibility and, and part of my stewardship is to say, what has God put inside of me already? And do that to the absolute best of my abilities. Yeah. And, and that, I think, is creative expression in and of itself. So, and I think that that really gets at the heart of reflecting mm-hmm. the beauty and creativity yeah. of God is this recognition that if I sit down in the corner and say, I just don't mm-hmm. have any of it. I don't mm-hmm. have any creative yeah. ability. I'm not imaginative. I'm yeah. none of those things. Yeah. You are in, in a very real way denying mm-hmm. the essence of who you are as a, a creature created in the image of God, yeah. right? Yeah. That that if God created you this way mm-hmm. to turn around and say, but I'm not this way, 
is going to impact mm -hmm. your relationship with God. Yeah. It's going to impact your ability yeah. to discover who yeah. God is. Yeah, and that, that's exactly why it's under this environment of discover, is because it, it is so intimately tied with our relationship to God. Because yeah. we are not just reflecting how amazing I am, but we're reflecting the beauty of God, our creator. And I think that's part of why it's so important, too, that when I witness a beautiful expression of creativity, whether that's in song or art or logic or whatever it may be. When I witness that and it inspires me, it draws my eyes towards God, I need to highlight that hmm. for other people to see it, to experience yeah. that same thing. And also for the artist, the creative person, the expressor themselves, to feel that sense of validation, sure. to recognize that what I created drew somebody toward God. Not that it drew it towards myself and how amazing I am, yeah. but it drew them towards God, and I think that's something powerful. Fascinating. Now, you mentioned logic earlier, that mm -hmm. you know, analytics and mathematics and those yeah. kinds of yeah. things can be a part of this creative mm -hmm. expression. So obviously we know, you know painting, drawing, yeah. Yeah. film, mm -hmm. music, those kinds of things. Yep. What are some other ways that we could naturally express yeah. our creativity mm -hmm. and reflect the beauty and the creativity of our creator? Yeah, well, I think it, at, its, at our heart that when we do something expressing ourselves towards God, it should be something that we can feel proud of, that we can stand back and say, like, I put everything into that. God's creativity came through me in that. Just last night, I finished putting in a, a wood floor in my upstairs bathroom, and I could step back and be like, hmm, all right, yeah. I didn't paint anything, I did it, but yeah. I did a good job, and I felt good about it. And not many people are going to see it, but for me, it was an expression of what God had put into me. So one, one helpful thing that I, I've seen and, and heard in a couple of places comes from a book by Gary Thomas called Sacred Pathways. And Emily P. Freeman did a podcast on this just recently, actually, and she kind of adapted it a little bit. And I, I thought it was worth sharing in this understanding of expression, uh, of finding the different ways that we can approach God and express ourselves yeah. to God. You up for that? Sure. All right. So uh, these two... People found, found nine ways that we can kind of naturally express ourselves to God. So okay. the first one uh, that they talk about is called the naturalist. So these are like ways that we might describe our, ourselves. So a naturalist might be someone who really experiences God in the, the outdoors, in the experience of creation, that they sit in awe at a sunset they're, they enjoy lapping the, the waves lapping up on them uh, as they're sitting on the beach. Um, so the first one is a naturalist, yeah. someone who might enjoy being outdoors. Okay. I, I mean, I can <laughs> relate to that one mm -hmm. living here in Colorado, yeah. too, and seeing the mountains yeah. and loving to just be out in nature. Okay, so naturalist. What else? Yeah, so the second one might be a traditionalist. Now, our church is a Pentecostal church, so we are happy with the Holy Spirit moving and changing our worship as we uh, are here on Sunday mornings. But a traditionalist might be someone who really appreciates the old things of the faith, who connects with God through liturgy, through rituals, through the, the Christian calendar, maybe really appreciates the seasons of Advent and Lent, those kinds of things. That would be a traditionalist. Uh, another 
uh, type of person might be a contemplative. This would be a person who, who really enjoys kind of living in their own thoughts and their own mind. The, they connect with God when they're able to think and, and maybe be uh, found in solitude or silence. And that's where they connect with God, not through yeah. speaking out loud with other people, but just as they are connecting with God deep in that, that one sense. I think it's nice to leave room for creativity, not just always to mm-hmm. be like active, physically active yeah. and those kinds mm-hmm. of things. I remember reading way back then, I don't remember where it came from, but just because someone is deep in thought doesn't mean work isn't happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's nice that there's mm-hmm. space in the Christian yep. life yep. for creativity to even just be happening yeah. in the contemplations yeah. of the mind. Yeah, yeah. The next one might be a visionary. This would be a person who just loves dreaming the big thoughts of saying, what could be? What could God do through me? And then they go and they seek to achieve it. Hmm. Um, another one might be a socialite, a person who, different from a contemplative, might really find that they connect with God best in those moments where they're with other people. Yeah. They're able to talk God, theology, or even just life situations and circumstances that it's in those moments that they really connect with God and find their creative expression as they connect with others. Another uh, avenue of connecting with God might be an intellectual, Hmm. a person who needs to find the logic and the reason or spend uh, hours upon hours just digging into Scripture, uh, where it, it could be in conversation with other people or it could be just them and a book or the Bible or whatever it may be, but they really find that connection with God in the way that they understand God and the nature of the world yeah, as it goes. It's nice too talking about the contemplative space mm-hmm. that, that Christian life leaves, but that Christianity doesn't demand that you be either mm-hmm. a thinker or not. Yeah. Or a painter or not, yeah. mm-hmm. right? But leave sp- space mm-hmm. for both of us mm-hmm. to operate in that yeah. same sphere and doing our thing. And, and it means we can't look down on the other, yeah. right? If you're a thinker, you can't look down on the painter. And mm-hmm. if you're a painter, mm-hmm. you can't look down on the thinker because and God uses both of us. Just because you're a thinker doesn't mean you can't be a painter as well. The, sure. Many of these, we might find two or three that we really uh, yeah. can connect with. So another, uh, the last three would be a, a caregiver, hmm. someone who really uh, finds the heart of God by the way that they care for others, especially people who are in need. Yeah. Uh, or maybe even if you're a mother taking care of your child, that's where you really find the heart of God in the way that you can express sure. the love of God to people uh, who are in need of that. Hmm. You might be a worshiper. You might be someone who uh, really just... It, encounters God in just the act of adoring him, yeah. of giving him the, the praise that is due to him, right? Uh, and then finally, the last one is an activist, a person who, who really finds the heart of God by standing for a cause that is close to the heart of God, right? Somebody who, who says, I know that God cares deeply about that, and because of that, I do as well, and they express themselves uh, on that behalf. Very good. And it's nice to highlight those different areas because I think a lot of times in the Christian life, it's easy for whatever personality type I am, for whatever giftedness mm-hmm. I have, for whatever passions God has put inside of me to try and make those normative for everyone yeah. else, right? Mm-hmm. 
So if I care deeply about theology and thinking well and doctrine mm -hmm. and those kinds of things, it's easy to say, well, everyone should be yeah. like that. Or if I'm an activist, it's mm -hmm. easy to think that everyone needs to have this same kind of passion. But God's yeah. gifted us in all of these different areas. Yeah. And if we all work together as a church body, as a mm -hmm. spiritual family, together collectively, we then reflect the beauty yeah. and the creativity of our God. Well, thank you, Pastor Brooks, for taking the time to talk with us about expression mm -hmm. and how our expression helps us discover who God is. That's all for this episode. We'll see you again next time.